Happy Friday. Hello, 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 hello. I am working on a project, and I was going to make a video, but I don't feel like going on camera right now. I'm comfortable where I am. So I'm going to record these thoughts, and maybe I'll make a video. Maybe I won't. So, I want to talk about Eliza Blue in defense of Eliza Blue. One of the things that upsets me about the Eliza Blue story is that Eliza Blue was a smart, is a smart, but was a young girl, teenager, young woman, whatever, is a smart woman now. And when she was trying to start out in her career, our culture was set up in a way that made her career path precarious. And for whatever reason, there's an idea implanted in young girls' heads that sex work is an option and that it can be fulfilling. Now, I am sure there's women that do sex work that are very happy and feel very fulfilled and yada, 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 yada. But a young person that is attracted by the entertainment industry that wants to get into show business and reaches out to different people on the internet and ends up feeling like she was trafficked is a sign that there's something very wrong with what's happening. Now, Either young women are going, yeah, all right, I guess I'll do this when the idea is presented to them because it's already implanted in their head that it's an option. Or they really are being, you know, physically, you know, forced into terrible things. Either way, I feel like it's time to speak to the men about why women like Eliza Blue are being mistreated right now. Because if you like Eliza Blue, and I think there's a lot of men out there who like her because she seems like a very affectionate, friendly person. After seeing her video with Ian Crossland, I was very upset. Because I said, this woman went on the show to talk about sex trafficking in a serious way and I'm I'm not upset that she's having a good time I'm upset that it seems like it seems like nobody's really taking anything that happened to her seriously if it happened to her because if I had a woman who had survived sex trafficking on my show to have a very serious discussion about it Yes, maybe I would be socializing with her after work because I think that's some, how the culture 
of Timcast IRL. Like, I think they all film and live in the same place. I'm not exactly sure, but... There's... There's something disturbing about the fact that nobody was like, this is somebody that we should be careful with and we shouldn't be plying with whiskey and we shouldn't be, uh, you know, getting so inebriated where she's canoodling with somebody that she supposedly had just met that day. Now, I like Ian Crossland and I like his vibe and I get I get that he's just like, you know, a hippie kind of guy. And I get it, man. I get it. I get that he he saw that she was like a friendly, outgoing person. And he and she was sitting on his lap and she was dancing with him. So she was definitely being, you know, he couldn't. I mean, maybe he pulled her onto his lap. Who knows? But the the the, the there's so much upsetting about it because then she gets invited onto the show a second time. Now. Are all is all of this affection part of a, a a larger strategy to manipulate men on that show, to befriend them, to be seen as somebody who's welcome onto the show and hey come along come along, so she can get on there to eventually open people's minds to the idea of lowering the age of consent. Because that's not good, to fall for that seduction. But it's also problematic that nobody there was like this is a woman who supposedly survived 15 years of sex trafficking maybe we don't pull out the whiskey tonight maybe we just take out the guitar and everybody just sits around <laughs> sorry i have this little app that gives me this little it just likes to let me know what it what's possible every once in a while um you know nobody's like what maybe we don't take out the whiskey tonight and maybe we just uh take out the guitar and have and everybody just be normal like, let's not get this person uh, intoxicated because this person has supposedly been through sexual trauma and we don't want to put this person in a situation where they are no longer in full uh, control of their cognitive abilities because we don't want them to maybe get distressed and run out into the night and be somebody that we can't find all of a sudden. Because they are having a, a, a sudden fear of being in a room with people they never met before. That's, that's how people who have actually been traumatized might react if they are really traumatized. So I just think it's very, the whole thing, all the behavior around this makes no sense. And so what I have to say now to men is that what world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world where women think it's totally an option to sexually manipulate you for money? And where you think it's totally an option to sexually manipulate women, you know, for your own pleasure, even though that's not something they want to do because they need money? So that we have a world full of liars that are just saying one thing to get something else and nothing nothing ever makes any sense as a result. The fact that we have so much prostitution in the world, it's so easy to see it as a failure of women. 
It's so easy to see it as a failure of women. But what it really is is a failure of men. Because you have the power to create the world. And when you see a woman in need and a woman in distress, you lack the intelligence to put her to work in a constructive and useful manner that benefits all of society in a way that puts honor on your name. Instead, you debase her and you debase yourself and you do something that you have to hide in the shadows because you know how fucking disgusting it is what you did. So here's this young, shiny Eliza Blue, 17 or 21, who knows what age she really was. Whatever it was, she was a young woman with a lot of ambition. And yes, she might have been corrupted from the outset because she had it already in the back of her mind because of the social programming that exists in the world. And even her own mother said it on the phone. She doesn't think it's possible to be too sexy. So something is not adding up. This girl woman either willingly went out there and did this and men gave her the opportunity because they don't have any ability to say no to corruption when it comes toward them in a sexual package. They have absolutely no ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this because I don't know this woman. I don't know what her agenda is. I don't know why she wants to get so close to me. I don't know. She knows that I'm going to be disarmed by her sexuality. So why is she giving it to me so freely? What does she want from me? Or why is she so damaged that she's seeking it after only meeting me for the first day? I should have compassion for her. Obviously something happened to her. Let me treat her like a human being and not get involved in any sexual activity with her. Now, what was on the videotape was just, you know, dancing and everybody being silly and everybody being very flirtatious and whatever, whatever. Everybody was single. Everybody was entitled. But this was a woman who was supposedly on the show earlier for being sexually trafficked for 15 years. What are you taking out the whiskey for? Why is she taking, why is she drinking whiskey? Why don't men say to themselves, what is wrong with us? That when women are in need, we have the power to be a hero and say, let me help you in a normal, sane way and not turn you into a whore for my own benefit. You have the chance to be a hero. And instead you go, you know what? Let me take advantage of this fucking broken woman and get my fucking satisfaction and leave her in the dust. And you do it over and over and over and over again. And then you go on the, in the manosphere and you complain about fucking the courts not treating you with respect and women not treating you with respect. You don't treat your fucking self with respect. You see broken human beings and instead of using your manly power and your, and your masculinity and your intellect to say, how can I get this person to, you know, I can, how can I give them money in exchange for them giving me something that actually makes my life better in a way that's not so short-term and so debasing. No, you should have, you should have more dignity and more pride. 
than being willing to have sex with broken people because that's the best that you can do. I'm paying for it because you think that if you pay for it, that means the person wasn't broken. It's just business. It's just business. Why are men so willing to take advantage of so many broken women? Why are so many men willing to put it to a hip-hop beat and make it sexy and sell it to you? Why do they do that? Because the richest ones at the top, they don't care that you're debasing each other. They don't give a fuck about your soul. They don't give a fuck. That's why when a young girl, young woman like Eliza Blue goes off into the world to try to become whatever model, a musician, I don't know what she was trying to do, a rock star, I don't know. She didn't even know. There was no men with any dignity around to say, young lady, there's an art school over there you should go to and take this class and that class. And there's a music school over there that you should go to and take that class and that class. Come back to me when you've done. And there's a, you know how lucky I am that I had men with dignity in my life around me? I had a couple of scumbags around me too. But do you know how lucky I am that I had men with dignity around me? I might have to make a video about this. I think a face attached to it would be better, but... You know, when I was a young girl working in the comic book stores, trying to become a cartoonist, I had I had some friends, a male friend, he rested in peace, he's in heaven now, looking out for me. He, you know, he, he was also a photographer, and he was also trying to get all of his beautiful young female friends naked for his art, but he was a real artist. And he was constantly asking me to pose for him, and I said, no. I'm not going to post for you. I would laugh right in his face. Not in, a, not in a, like, you're a jerk kind of a way. I would laugh because I was like, dude, I'm an artist too. I'm not a model. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, that was my boundary. Like, it wasn't even an option. I wanted to be seen as an artist, so I acted like an artist. So when a man asked me to be a model, I laughed at him because I'm not a model. I'm an artist. And eventually he stopped asking me. Well, he stopped asking me to be a naked model. <laughs> One day I said I needed some pictures of the Grace Church. So he offered to be my photographer so he could come with me. So I walked around the Grace Church and I looked at the Grace Church and I pointed at the Grace Church where I wanted him to take pictures of it. And he took pictures of the Grace Church with me in it in the winter with my coat. And he got pictures of me that he wanted. And he, I got pictures of the church. For my reference. I worked with him as an artist. He was respectful. He respected my boundaries. He didn't, he didn't only ask once and respect my boundaries that way because it was something that he really wanted. But I never said, I never, I never, I never let this man breach my boundaries because I had respect for him. I recognized what he was trying to do. He was trying to have some kind of artistic, emotional connection with me. I was not, I was not interested in that. I was interested in his friendship in a platonic way as an artist. And eventually he respected my boundaries. And we had a very good friendship. And we always had a good friendship from day one. And he respected my boundaries from day one. Because asking, just asking is not disrespecting the boundaries. It's our responsibility as women to defend our boundaries. 
we as women define where virtue exists in the world. We do that. We say, no, 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 you guys. No, 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 you've gone too far. That's not decent behavior. We do. We say that. And men, usually, because they have an inner, you know, thing in their heart to be good toward women, I do think that. They want to be heroes. They want to be good guys. They want to be knights. They want to be loved for how good they are and how successful they are in making women happy. We ought to give, it, give, give them clear boundaries. We have to explain to them how they need to behave. So if a man says to a young, you know, starry-eyed woman, if she says, I want to be a model, and he says, all right, I want you to model like this, and that crosses your personal boundaries, you have to say no. You have to say no. My friend, once he realized I was never going to be interested in being a model, Never, 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 never. Not in the way he was talking about anyhow. And not, you know, not, I would never want to be a model. I want to be an artist. So if, I, if somebody wants to use my, me in their art, which has happened, I will be in their art. But I don't want to be a model. I'm not modeling a thing. If that makes sense. So my friend started telling other artists, she's an artist and she's looking for an opportunity. So now I was being introduced to other men as an artist. And because these men were good men, they gave me opportunities to learn from them. Most notably James Fry, an amazing and beautiful cartoonist, such a good man. He paid me so well to do the most basic work for him so that I could learn how comic book professional comic book pages were laid out so I could learn the technique of the penciling before the inking process. So I could literally trace his beautiful, incredible pencils. All I had to do, this man was so generous to me, he paid me like $400 to take his drawings and just put them on my light box and trace them onto clean comic book boards to deliver to the anchor. That is such a huge amount of money to pay to someone who's literally just tracing your work. But it was such good training for me. Because now I had credit with Marvel Comics. I had experience preparing artists' work in the production process and I had an understanding of the production process and I understood more about the penciling techniques that professionals were using and the composition of professional comic book panels and what really makes the artwork dynamic and makes an artist appealing to a commercial enterprise. I understood the time sensitivity of the projects and the deadlines. And he was and he gave me a, his pencil and I still use it to this day. It's my only art pencil that I use to draw all my artwork when I use pencils. Because I have respect for him as a man because he treated me with respect. 
Do you understand that I never, I never lose that pencil? That's how much that man's influence has on me. So what the hell is wrong with you men that you don't want to have that kind of influence on the women of the world? You could change the world by not trying to fuck everyone. You could be so powerful in a person's life that every time they sit down to make a piece of artwork, they think of you and say a prayer of gratitude for your birth and your existence in this world. But instead you try to fuck everything and you debase your own world. And that's why the courts don't respect you. Because the courts are where justice lives. That's why the courts spit at you for the disgusting lives you live. And for the way you discard women that you have sex with and impregnate with your children. You do this to yourself. You do this to yourself now, that the only way you can reach a girl is through a fucking, uh, a, a, pe a point of purchase on an OnlyFans account. The men that inspired me was, are the ones who are still living, such great men. Such great men because they knew they were great men. They knew they were great men. They were not going to take advantage of anybody because they don't want anybody to take advantage of them because they know they're great men. They know they're great men deserving of respect in this world, deserving of the respect of women in this world. That's why I have great respect for those men. And I think of these men when I do my work. And the women that have helped me when I do my work. When you see hungry women who need help, don't give them a free handout. Talk to them. What's wrong? What are you trying to become? What's your story? Go do this and then I'll give you that. I'm not having sex with you for money. I'm a great man. I don't do that. My job is to live in this world and be a, a role model, a hero, and show people how to live with dignity. And to walk this earth with a spine. And not be willing to take anything that's broken. And I'm not talking about objects. I'm talking about people. Anyway, what, what could Eliza Blue have become by this age in her, in her progression if she had met honorable men on her path instead of the ones that she met? And what would be the discussion happening now around her second appearance on Timcast? If the first one hadn't ended up in a drunken night of canoodling on the couch with somebody she supposedly just met. No offense, I like, I like Ian. I think Ian was responding to her affection. 
But I'm saying what's wrong with our men that they don't go, okay, this woman was on the show earlier talking about sexual trafficking. I'm going to not ply her with whiskey tonight, no matter how much she says she needs to unwind that way. We're going to keep in need and we're just going to like try to like not have an inebriated evening where things can get out of control and somebody's fragile state could be exploited. And if she's not the fragile person that she is and she's a predator who's then plying them with alcohol to get them weakened so that they are more susceptible to buying her story, shame on her for still operating that way at this age. But if you're still acting like this and getting the reaction you're getting, there's a reason. There's a reason. Stop trying to connect with people through your sexuality. Get some skills that you can actually, concrete skills that you can describe to other people so that they know how to plug you into their world in a productive way that's not sexual. Because right now you're just running around saying, I'm a, a sex trafficking advocate and you're not explaining tangibly what that is. Are you writing letters? Like, what is your skill? What is it that you are actually t doing? What is the day to day? Well, you wake up in the morning, you have a coffee, and then what do you do? Then you have lunch, and then what do you do after lunch? Anyway. We're going to just keep making the same shitty world we've always made until people get it through their fucking head. If you see a broken person and you're going to take advantage of them sexually, you're garbage. That's all. And I'm not calling Ian any names. I'm not saying Ian is that. I'm not saying he was taking advantage of Eliza. I am saying, think about what the fuck you are doing. Why the hell are you going to strip clubs? Why are you stripping? Why are you poisoning each other? Why are you selling yourselves? Why are you treating yourselves like livestock? And why are you treating people like livestock? What does that say about you that that's the best you can do?